You're listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Hello, everybody. This is TV Cake. I just called to say hello to Petro, not realizing I'm going to be in the show, but um, well, I'm going to tell you this is a great show. I've been listening to every episode so far. So I believe this is number 32, and I hope it's going to be a good one. <laughs> Thanks for that, uh, Stevie Cake, and uh, welcome back, everybody. We're back, Sophia and Petro. With the Double Exposure Show, this is indeed episode 32. Yeah, and we didn't and cue him for that either. He just no, knew. He's, he's like a uh, number one fan. <laughs> um, which I, I don't think he reads show notes, but if you do, uh, they're available on the doubleexposure.show website. And you can get them by going to doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 32. We want to hear from you. Join us on Facebook, join our community, be part of the conversation on the Double Exposure Show group. Um, We'll look forward to seeing you there, yeah, because we did see somebody there just recently, and um, basically that's going to be our topic of discussion today. Yeah, that might have been a little bit confusing, what you just said. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was was being distracted by the aardvark, that's it. Oh, okay. you know what? Before we clarify that, uh, let's uh, before we get in right into it, uh, let's uh, let's see what's uh, new with you, Sophia. Okay, so I have two things, and yeah, I'll start with the annoying thing first because that's how I roll. Um, mm-hmm. You know how people have this habit of sending me emails that they mean to send to someone else. Uh, yeah, that happened again this morning. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so I sent a quote for um, a vow renewal to a charity and I had given them like a bunch of discounts and like free time um, and was only going to be charging them for the actual physical prints and I got an email back saying wow hard pass question mark which I think the one person meant to send to the other person and not to me amazing (laughs) I'm like why do people put me in this awkward position where now I have to respond? So I just responded back, okay, smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you for taking the high road. Yeah. I would have responded slightly different. I would have played their game. Well, they, they um, responded back saying, it's just hard for a charity. And I wanted to be like, well, you know, it's hard for a business owner too. So so it's a charity that's doing vow renewal? Um, it is a charity and... Two of their clients are going to be doing a vow renewal, and they kind of want to make it special for them. So it's a fantastic idea, um, and I don't think that I quoted them all that much money. In fact, I didn't quote them you know, a hard number. I just said, this is what I recommend. It can be changed. Right. Um, and, yeah. Uh-huh. You know what? This has nothing to do with charity, the fact that they want to do something nice. Yeah. Unless, unless our organization is in helping people do their vow renewals, I'd say that's that's they don't understand how this works because, <laughs> you know, everything costs money. Everything needs to be compensated. Everyone needs to be compensated. Know, right? 
charity doesn't mean that you have to give yourself away to it. It means that you you do great things with you know with the resources that you have, and mm-hmm. if I can help you do great things through donation of monies or services, then then great. Yeah. But you know, well, and I think I, part of I, this is the expectation that the false expectation that portraits cost $200 and that's it. You get all the files for that. And I was having this conversation with someone the other day too, where, you know, people have this assumption that portraits cost $200. You get all of the digital files and that's the end of the cost. But even if you get all of the digital files, you still have to go out and buy prints. So you're still spending more than $200. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, you might get five by sevens and... That'll if cost only you like there was bucks, some kind right? of, if only there was some kind of podcast that had educated people from from the consumer perspective. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on that. <laughs> what else is new, so that, Sophia? That's part two. That's my part two exciting part. Okay. Happy part. <laughs> the happy, the ridiculously happy yeah. part. Yeah. So I started. Are you spilling the beans or not? I am. I am. <laughs> okay. So I started a new podcast. It's called Ridiculously Happy People. P-P-L, not P-E-O-P-L-E. Listen to that (laughs) spelling skill, man. Anyway, so this one is directed towards consumers. So helping them plan for their portraits, um, educating them on decorating their home with their photos, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Being ridiculously happy. You know how it is. I hear you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Or actually, I guess to you, I should say, I'm catching what you're pitching. Thank you. Yeah, good. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. That means it's going straight. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, I had a ball tournament on the weekend and we played four games on Saturday and I was like, my legs wanted to fall off. Amazing. So sorry. Anyway. Yeah, you see, you can get that on iTunes. Um, I'm going to be posting it to the group. Well, yeah. I will have already posted it. Just make it sure you spell people, PPL, yeah, otherwise PPL. it will not come up. You might be able to search my name. I don't know exactly how iTunes works, but you could probably search Sophia <laughs> Lemon. It'll be there, but it's on my website as well. So Nice. Yeah. Sophia, I'm searching it right now. So everybody will have the pleasure of knowing immediately. There you go. And it is actually fantastic because three podcasts come up. Ooh, what? Um, yeah, well, ridiculously happy PPL. Yep. Uh, photography and business with, you know, double exposure. Yeah. And Gen Y success show with Jason Bay. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Jason Bay interviews. Are you sure you haven't been on this? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I might have to email them though and be like, "Hello, this is funny." <laughs> so my friend um, had his son's birthday party on Friday, so I was there and. Um, a, a woman that I work with occasionally sent me an email saying, I Googled pictures of you and I found this photo of you from when you were younger. And like, when was this? And I was like, what are you talking about? So I went and Googled pictures of myself and my friend's kids just think it's hilarious that my last name is Lemon. So they're always calling me Lemon <laughs> and commenting on how my last name is Lemon. And they just think it's the best thing ever. Well, I Google Sophia Lemon and there is a Sophia Lemon Juice. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the top results was this Sophia lemon juice. That's awesome. So I was like, look at, look at. And then the, his daughter was like, all night was like, oh my God, we found a Sophia lemon juice. <laughs> <laughs> that is an idea for another podcast where um, you can just 
bitch and complain about things and be all bitter about stuff. I would be because, really good at that. Show. Well, because lemon juice is somewhat bitter, yeah. right? So sour. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness. You just need short episodes about Sophia, Sophia's bitterness. Oh my God. The, the, call it Sophia Lemon Juice. The person who pissed me off today. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is new well, with you, me. Petro? <clears throat> I am officially done the college experience. Um, you finally graduated? Just, yes. Can you believe it? It's only been 20 years. <laughs> and um, we have to finish grading things still. Oh, no. When I say we, I mean myself. Um, you should uh, quit. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the grades are due May 5th. So I have some, I have some, uh, uh, assignments, uh, to still, still to finish up and I still have some time before the grades are due. But, um, interesting topic came up about, uh, the college and the, the grades and everything and that, uh, the students are a little overwhelmed. They feel like they have too many assignments. Oh no. And, you know, and it's it's funny. It's true. There is a lot for an environment where you're where you're fresh and learning, but at the same time, it is only a two year program, and I think a lot of people go into it with a false pretense of what the college experience is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Because I have a feeling that they think that it's going to be. Um, oh, <laughs> my coordinator just texted me. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling that it's going to be, or rather they have a feeling that it's going to be just kind of easygoing and um, they're going to be able to have a part-time job or a social life. The reality is you should really kind of, you know, just enjoy your summer between the first Mm -hmm. year and second year and the rest is, um, yeah. Can I I say something based on my experience? Yeah. I think, so in case... You guys don't know. There was a big bang. If if you didn't hear it on the recording, <laughs> oh, people heard it. I um, <laughs> did you hear it? <laughs> I'm the one that did it. Um, oh, it was you. No, there was a big bang on yep. my end, and I, oh, I live near oh. a military base, and they like to blow stuff up sometimes. So, pretty oh, sure nice. they just blew something up. Anyway, <laughs> back on topic. Um, I don't remember being particularly overwhelmed in college. And when I was, it was because I procrastinated. So even if you have, if, you, if you're given a week to complete an assignment, a week is more than enough time to take a photo, have it printed, and deliver it to your teacher. Oh, a week is definitely more than enough. Yeah. So yeah. for those students who feel like they're overwhelmed, my recommendation would be to work a little bit harder on the time management aspect because Mm -hmm. we had, if I remember correctly, we had plenty of time to get stuff done. And whenever, like I was late on assignments for no reason. (laughs) Um, I think it's because you had too much time. Yeah, that might be it. The the interesting uh, aspect is that I do a lot of in-class assignments where we have three hours for the student to go to get instruction, go out, take a photo, come back, process it, submit it. And yet I give them two weeks to do almost an identical assignment, just with a little bit more creative control, a little bit more lighting control, a little bit more more effort in post-production perhaps. 
and they can't submit it on time or some have not even submitted them. And it's kind of mind boggling. And I'm, I'm wondering, well, what is it? And I think it's the fact that they, they see, oh, I have two weeks. I can start this a week later. And then they did that to three or four other assignments. And then they just had three or four other assignments assigned at the same time. And now they're like, okay, I have eight assignments. What do I do? <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. And reality is that it's more than enough time because I, and I I question them all the time. I say, well, what do you want to do with your life when you graduate and you walk out these doors? And everybody says, I want to be a professional photographer accepting gigs. And, and I tell them, well, you're not going to be able to make a living if you do one assignment every two weeks. Like if you do one job every two weeks and then not deliver it on time, like, you know, so it's, it's not, it's not grade two or three where, okay, your ability may not be up to par and, oh, okay you'll just get a d or a c and it will still you know push you through it's the real world Mm -hmm. girls and boys you know but um having said that uh the bright side would be if i had less assignments it'd be a lot less grading (laughs) so it's kind of it's kind of tempting to say all right (laughs) for those of you who are struggling with the time management as students we did do an episode number 25 on Mm -hmm. um, managing your calendar so go listen to that one and look at the show notes because, I mean, you might have just sort of blown past it thinking, I'm a student. I don't actually have to worry about that yet. But yeah, um, exactly. any of this stuff that it, that we talked about in um, episode 25, like workflows, for example, you can use that in school. So make up a mm-hmm. workflow for how you deliver your assignments. And when you have an assignment assigned, <laughs> follow mm-hmm. the workflow. Yeah. Actually, it's not a bad idea. Maybe I should create a workflow chart and just deliver it on the first day and say, here's your uh, checklist of to-do items yeah. and due dates. And, you know, that's a great idea. And then it gives them, I like, gives them an idea of, you know, how long it'll take for it to get printed. Yeah. So, you know, they're not submitting it, you know, the evening before to be printed and then right. delivering it well, late. Well, the students at Lambton College actually print everything themselves, mm-hmm. which is another benefit of this particular institution. Um uh, I'm aware of another college in Toronto area that does that, um, but uh, most of the other places you have a service that prints your assignments for you, which is okay, because in real world, that's what you would be doing. More than likely, you'd be contacting somebody like myself mm-hmm. um, or a print lab and going from there. So, uh, But having the understanding in the learning environment, just knowing how it works, knowing what to look for, knowing about the quality control, it will help you deliver a better quality product. Yep. No doubt. So, but um, moving forward. So yeah, everybody completed their websites. We have our site back up and running now, just filling it with uh, more content and uh, more photos and more blog posts will be, will be a lot of fun. Um, I'm never happy with my website. It's almost, it's always like I'm, I can make it better. I I can make it different. I can make it simpler. I know. I, I literally wish I could have just four pages uh, of just like text and a couple of thumbnails and you don't even need to click on them to see them better. Just, just trust me, just hire me and have your own photos, you know? Um, (laughs) but, um, moving, moving forward, uh, we are starting to get a little bit into nicer weather, a lot of requests for mother's day stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm to the point where I'm actually outsourcing some stuff to uh, a couple other photographers here. Um, so, uh, things are picking up, things are looking up, um, a little bit late this year, you know, because we're now in May. Um, but, you know, traditionally, I'm, I'm getting really busy right around March. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit of a late bloom this year. <laughs> and I think 
I think it might be due to the um, the the influx, uh, or rather, to the great variety of uh, services available from all the photographers. Right? I mean, people were catering to, which is actually really nice because you know, consumer has a choice. Um, so I think uh, I think definitely this field is growing, and there's going to be there are a lot of people that I've never even heard of in my area. You know, when I first started, it I felt like I knew everybody because I either went to school with them or it's somebody I looked up to. But today, um, if I Google, you know, photographer London, Ontario, there seems to be about 20 to 30 people that on the few pages of Google that I actually look at that I'm kind of like, eh, who? I don't know this person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like having a little field trip, contacting everybody and being like, hey, let's go grab a cup of coffee. I want to I want to know more about you. Yeah. Um and by the way, listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so what I was trying to say earlier is uh, at the beginning when uh, we did our intro, I said, you know, join us on Double Exposure Show Group. Um, we did have uh, somebody mm. uh, join in and uh, I will actually read the question on the air okay. to everybody. Good, because so I don't have it open. Not... <laughs> Okay, so uh, this comes from Mark Looney who is uh, in US of A. And he says, Hi, everyone. I'm pretty new to the group, but I've been listening to the podcast for about three weeks now. I've almost caught up with all the back episodes, so I look forward to some real-time conversation as new episodes arrive. I have a question, though, that I don't think has been discussed greatly. I would like to take a couple of online courses to up my game. I've heard you, Sophia and Petro, Say that you didn't think too much of online courses and that you only watch, for example, Creative Live if it's streaming free. Are there any courses that you would recommend? As a side note, this isn't coming from my pocket, but it's part of a professional development money for my current job. Thanks. Uh, Sophia, you did a great job by saying, well, elaborate. (laughs) What sorts of courses will your job pay for? Right. (laughs) And um, I. I guess uh, I didn't see this until today. I just really took the weekend off. Um, uh, so you did mention there's lots of options from photographers and marketers, but also courses offered uh, by colleges and university, which will give you a certificate. Mm. Um, Mark did mention that uh, most anything that is course-like and could be understood as development, uh, because part of his job is photo and video for university departments. So um, there's a lot of things that would qualify for it. Mm-hmm. And then you went on to elaborate that, okay, maybe marketing's not so much because he's already in a job position, et cetera, et cetera. So what I gather from this is that he's actually um, a multimedia artist employed by the university. Mm-hmm. So more like, so kind of like a, a photographer, videographer um, person that the university employs, which I will, uh, I will say there's a ton of great resources out there. And I want to clarify my position on me saying that a lot of online courses don't really uh, work perhaps or they're not really the best solution um, and things like that. So before I get started, is there anything you wanted to add, Sophia? Well, first I wanted to say um, thank you for posting your question to the Facebook group. Um, I have had some people recently send me direct messages to ask a question and they're like, I've been listening to the podcast and I was just wondering dot, dot, dot. And I want to say and have said in a couple cases, you should post this to the group because other people are probably having the same problem 
or have the same question and they're too afraid to ask. So don't be afraid to ask your questions um, in the Facebook group. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, and so thanks, Mike. Yeah, thank you for now. So here's my balls. take. <laughs> okay you go yeah i i honestly do think sometimes people are just too nervous like oh no my question might sound dumb or your question uh, will not sound dumb don't worry yeah yeah seriously um yeah i'm not going to elaborate any further (laughs) so what i am going to elaborate on is my take on creative live for example uh and why i typically will watch a course when it's free but i rarely pay for it um I have purchased a couple of courses on Creative Live, courses that I felt might have the content that would help me um, deliver my lectures a little bit more effectively, meaning um, just the language, the um, the techniques, things like that. So I wasn't necessarily watching the course to uh, better develop myself or better develop the skills. And the the issue, the biggest issue I have with Creative Live is it seems to be more or less um, a spotlight on a certain individual and their style. It's from what I've noticed, they don't really lead the class as an educational thing. They lead it more as an here's my accomplishments, here's how I do it, here's why I do it. And it's all great because if you watch the three-day course, you are for a measly $100 to $200 that they charge, you are bound to get some nuggets of information that you can take away uh, and apply in your everyday career, your, your everyday job as a photographer and enhance your career. Why I don't see the value in it for somebody learning is that it's something that comes down to every single online course that isn't a specific course offered by a college and university that actually gives you a certificate. And it is the fact that there is no uh, evaluation process of your progress. So you can learn the steps, the techniques, the methods, the interaction between you and the client, but then nobody's there to evaluate you and grade you on it. The fact that a human individual has many ways of learning and processing content um, means that you have to have some sort of um, grading system to see how how much the uh, the information they retain they're actually able to apply and how well are they able to apply it. Um, that's why colleges tend to be so successful, right? And at the same time, um, in the college environment where where there's an instructor and a, you you get a little bit more personal guidance, right? So um, online, the beauty part is that when you when you buy the course, it's yours. You can you can go back to it anytime you want. And if you are kind of a natural uh, from the technical side of things, these are the courses for you. These are the courses that will actually help you um, give you a roadmap of how to apply your your talent. But if you're somebody who doesn't have the discipline to uh, watch the videos, you know, like one one every day or one every week or however you want to structure it, if you don't have that discipline, you will never get through that course. I guarantee you, you will buy that course and it will just kind of lay by lay by its wayside. So um, that's why I'm not a big fan of them because you really do need somebody to give you the discipline of creating those assignments and handing them in on time. Uh, and the fact that somebody really needs to evaluate you. Um, 
Today, I will be the first one to admit that to be a professional photographer, you really don't need to take any classes or courses. You can simply register a business, get a website. I mean, we pretty much give you the recipe to do that. What will make you a better photographer or a better professional photographer is if you get that guidance, right? So if you, like I said, if you have the natural talent, you can get away with it. If you are starting fresh, starting from scratch, you're better off going to a college like Lambton College or university um, where you will be given a roadmap, you will be taught, uh, this information will be reinforced, and then at the end, it will be evaluated. So having said that, what are some of the resources for professional development? Well, my suggestion is to, rather than doing online things, to do things in person. Um, for the U.S. market, there is the PPA, uh, which is, I believe, Professional Photographers of America. And the PPA um, offers a lot of, uh, what are we going to call them? <laughs> what are they called? Oh, my goodness. I used to do them. Seminars? <laughs> uh, seminars and trade shows uh, that's what i'm kind of going for yeah uh where they're led by professionals they're you know they're full of, of like-minded professionals and at the end of the day you can actually network with people etc now a lot of these uh trade shows seminars um these series they are actually uh they cost money to attend in some cases a couple of hundred to a thousand dollars even and these live seminars, these big courses where you can attend in person, I find are a little bit more effective because you can actually ask a question. You can potentially bring your work, your current work there and ask somebody to critique it, give you feedback on what you're doing already. And the year after, you can follow up and perhaps connect with the same people and say, how do you, do you feel I've grown? Here's the stuff I had last year. Maybe they'll even remember you. Maybe you'll have uh, a connection with them. Uh, another one is the P, the WPPI. And what the WPPI is, is a, I think it's called Wedding and Portrait Photographer International. And they put on uh, a WPPI conference. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> the the WPVI conference uh, is going to happen the next one in March 2018 um, and this expo is in Las Vegas and it is 314 days from now almost to the minute <laughs> um, so go to wppionline.com you can get more information there and WPPI, of course, is a little bit more wedding and portrait specific. Um, but I imagine for Mark, if you're working in university environment, you're probably doing a lot of portrait kind of stuff. Maybe you're doing a lot of grip and grins or instructional videos or I don't really know. You, you feel free to elaborate. But something like this will be a great benefit just, just for networking, just to uh, even connect with some vendors if you need certain things done for you. Um, and the seminars are incredible, you know, uh, and again, there's that human connection. There's that personal connection where you can interact with people. You can get some information from them. Uh, and I know for a fact that, uh, the previous, uh, institution I was, uh, employed by does actually, uh, reimburse for things like this. Um, perhaps you need to write a small paragraph saying how it's going to benefit you as a professional and in your professional career, 
um, as a photographer embedded with university, uh, perhaps they'll just look at it and say, yeah, good for you. We'll do it. We'll pay for it. And so I know that, uh, like I said, the previous institution has actually given the time off and paid for this uh, as part of the professional development. Now, if the if you can't be t- if you can't be torn away from uh, your job and need to actually uh, kind of study on your own time, uh, Creative Live is an excellent resource for a multitude of uh, a huge variety of topics, specifically ones that are uh, photography and and now video related. Actually, I've been noticing Creative Live has um, classes for music recording, uh, art, design, um, arts and crafts, and even like money management and financial life. I think that they have something like 1,500 or more uh, courses um, who are taught, curated by the what we consider the experts in the field. And at the same time, I've, I know a few of these people personally where I've thought, wow, there's better people for Creative Live that are probably better on this topic, yet... Mm-hmm. I realized that, okay, there's also, um, just because you're being approached for creative live doesn't mean you're, you're, you're terrible at your, at your job. Uh, I mean, they're paying for you, they're reimbursing you, but I think that people that are at the top of their game are probably, they probably don't have time for creative live. Right. So, um, that's my take is that sometimes I feel that some of these courses are taught by, um, second best, so to speak, right? I don't want to offend anybody. And I'm not going to mention any names of who I think they are. But I I feel that there's people that are better to teach these courses. But at the end of the day, uh, what you're taking away from it is, is it's up to you, you get what you put in. Meaning, if you want to be a photographer, for example, I'm kind of going to go on a side note for a second. (laughs) And you wanted to go to college, it doesn't matter what college you go to. Absolutely not. What matters is how you apply the time, how you apply yourself and use the time when you're there. That's that's yep. it. Literally, you could go to the worst college and be the best photographer in the world. <laughs> and I don't know how you really rate colleges because it comes down to you. It really yeah. does come down to you. Sure. I know that I, if I had gone to Lambton College instead of Fanshawe College, I know that I'd be maybe in a different city, but... Um, I know that I'd be doing exactly the same thing Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, I just wanted some direction on how to get a business started, how to, how to get clients and how to develop my skills a little bit better, a little bit further. And I just, I just spent all my time in the studio and at the time in the darkroom. Mm -hmm. So I just needed this, this, um, hands-on experience. Right. Um, and perhaps that's that's why I feel that Creative Live is just missing that hands-on experience, right? You're downloading a video that that has three days worth of content, uh, that has a lot of banter, kind of like we do, you know. Uh, so really, it's probably more like a day of actual content. Um, but uh, nobody nobody then evaluates you at the end. Well, so yeah. So I have a few ahead. thoughts <clears throat> on all of this. Um, pretty much the same things that you've been saying. Um, for example, I'd start with, if you can go to college, go to college. Um, and if that means doing night courses, like 
I know when I was doing photography at Fanshawe, there was a Fanshawe photography program, which was a night night program. Um, So after we left, more students Mm -hmm. came in to do a similar type of thing. So if you can do that after school, that would work. After school, after working, that would be good. That would probably be my first recommendation if you have the time because you're dedicating the time to that sort of practice. But since you have a job, it might not be the best option for you. Yeah, well, believe it or not, my my rant for the fifteen minutes that I just that I just did was was more or less uh, the reason why I don't think creative lives the best <laughs> solution. <laughs> but uh, on the recommendation part, I would I would completely agree. I would enroll in some sort of uh, after work mm-hmm. uh, evening courses or evening classes. Yeah, um, and I think the main advantage to that stuff is you're going to get a certification that is recognized in the greater area, right? So if I'm applying for a job, my diploma from Fanshawe is going to be recognized um, probably more easily by my potential employer than a certification that I got. And and it's funny you mentioned that. You know, my wife uh, was, uh, was a student at Fanshawe College as well. She has her photography diploma. And there was a part, there was a time where she even thought, she's like, well, this isn't going to really do much. Like, I feel like I'm and I'm talking about 75% of the of the way through, like like three three out of the four semesters. She's like, I'm kind of feel like yeah. maybe hanging it up and doing something else. Yeah. And and I remember encouraging her. Now, at, this, at this point, we weren't in a relationship. And I, and I remember encouraging her and saying, you've made it 75% of the way. Yep. Keep going. And I said, it's not like you need the diploma to be a photographer, but mm-hmm. this will this will be such a, this will open up so many doors yeah. for you. And now, mind you, at the time when she was employed by my studio, we weren't busy enough for her to have a full-time gig. Mm-hmm. So she explored some part-time work, and she actually got hired by Apple Canada to be to work at the Apple Store, just just as somebody on the floor, you know, part-time. And the other half of her time she spent with me. And eventually, uh, literally the day that we were flying out, to go to India to photograph a wedding. They approached her and they said, um, Hannah, we'd like to give you the creative position where you're going to be an instructor teaching Photoshop and not Photoshop, but teaching um, aperture and photos yeah. and basically teaching all of, the, all of the things. And all of a sudden, I think I think she, she didn't really realize it, but I kind of, was, it was a proud moment for me because I thought, you're getting this because you have that diploma behind you, right? Mm. Like, like if you had just not finished <laughs> and you were an amazing photographer, which I think she is, and with, with Lux Photography, that would only be that, right? And she really enjoys her job. She really, like, you meet her, you she's very quiet. You don't think she'd be a great instructor. But <laughs> it's completely opposite. She's an amazing instructor. And she teaches all all sorts of people from young kids to you know retired people in their 80s and even 90s of how to use equipment how to use the software and you know she it's actually been a very good um move for her in terms of income even mm-hmm. you know it's it's a fantastic uh, source of income and even though when she went to uh, college to be a photographer she had this wasn't in her plan she now has the opportunity to you know to work in her field a little skewed i guess but a lot of people don't realize it because they they see her going to the apple store and they're like oh well it's just 
girl who works at the mall <laughs> but her job is so much more um and i mean at the end of the day she's she's making way more money than than she was she would be if she were just full-time with us yeah. right so and the, and the benefit is she gets to she gets to still work with us she yeah. gets to still be part of the business so uh but moving yeah. on moving forward so, um and then you you classes. mentioned um ppa so yeah, that's a good option. And if you're in Canada, you can do PPOC, you could do the PPO. Um, and if your employer is going to pay for you to go to um, those events, I would say do it. I think most of those um, organizations, you can become a member and then get a discounted rate to those conferences. Um, but if your employer is just going to pay for you to go to it, do it. Um, like Petro said, you're going to have an opportunity to meet people at these conferences and you'll mm -hmm. also have an opportunity to connect with them afterward. So you can follow them on social media. Uh, I imagine that most of them are just as nice as we are. So <laughs> there is a potential to um, become sort of online friends with them, if that makes sense. Right. Of course. Um, so you can learn from them that way. The, the thing that I don't really like about these organizations is they seem to sort of um, own, like, for example, the term master of photography. So I could get mm -hmm. a diploma in photography from Fanshawe College um, and I could join um, PPOC and submit prints to print competitions and get enough points to become a master of photography. Um, that does yeah. not mean necessarily that I am the best photographer because um, the best photographers might not be a member of that organization. So it's mm -hmm. not a real certification that's necessarily recognized by your employer. Um, it just sort of means, you know, you've done enough competitions and done well enough that, you know, you got a designation yeah. from this independent organization. But it's not, you know, a widely recognized organization. Well, the PPOC so, is a so widely it's, it's recognized funny. organization. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and that's that's kind of the problem I have with PPOC is that uh, about five years ago, they actually changed the how, how you can join PPOC. You no longer need to be a professional photographer. Mm -hmm. I think that the, the enrollment was declining so much that they just decided to let anybody and everybody in. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the thing. You just throw enough stuff at them until you earn your points and get the accreditation yeah. which is i have a problem with that on so many levels but at the same time if it helps you grow as a photographer that's fantastic that that's a great opportunity for you for and for, the thing is for mark i don't think it's um i don't think that is sort of the avenue that you want to go down because getting that sort of certification is not going to help you in your job. It's just going to take up a lot of your time. So, but going to the conferences and stuff, that would definitely have its advantages. Well, I, I'm going to uh, kind of play devil's advocate because mm -hmm. I'm not really sure he wants to have something that helps him with his job as much as he has an opportunity for professional development and somebody else is paying for it. Well, yeah. It's all, the professional like, I mean, development aspect of it, like going to these conferences and learning, like if they're going to pay for you to go, I say do it. Yeah. Because you're going to learn and, a lot more going to one of these conferences than you probably are going to um, watching stuff online. Yeah. <laughs> like the International Photography Conference and Expo by Professional Photographers of Canada is on right now. It's held from April 28th to May 3rd, and we're recording on May 1st. 
So this will actually come out on the very last day. And I, I've been a part of PPOC. I was actually a part uh, when I was a student. And then I took a little hiatus. Um, and then as uh, the business grew, I rejoined. And I was even on the board uh, for, a, for the Ontario branch, for the Professional Photographers of Ontario, which is a division of PPOC. And I was a treasurer. And I got to admit, I just did not like the direction it was going in. It, it was... It was I'm not going to use the word terrible, but it was it was mismanaged. Mm-hmm. It just didn't make sense. Um, everybody was very stubborn, you know, including myself, because I thought that we were trying to do something other than what was actually being done. Uh, but regardless, that's that's neither here nor there. So from from a professional development point of view, these are the things you can definitely take advantage of uh, and, and get yourself there and get this, get the accreditation, get it done. Um, and have somebody else pay for it, right? Um, it will get you out. It will get you uh, motivated. It will get you moving. The only dr- the only drawback is things like the WPPI uh, Expo and the International Photographers Conference and Expo in Canada and whatever the equivalent of uh, PPA would be. Uh, they take time and they take you away from your job. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if if that's allowed or not, if that if they're cool with that, if that's copacetic, so to speak. Um I have some options. I do want to be honest. Yeah, go. If that's it. <clears throat> me, me too. If that's me too. Yeah, if that's if the time is a problem. Like the the other thing about these organizations is that they're um, very networked network based. So you're part of why you're going there is to network with other professionals in your field, which is fantastic. But if that's not necessarily something that you want to do or you can do, um, there are some online course options. So. Petro had mentioned uh, Creative Live. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's also um, Lynda.com, and you could there's there's a ridiculous number of courses on Lynda.com for photography, um, including like taking the photos and also managing the photos. Um, there's you know different courses on equipment and different. Um, pieces of software, for example, so Photoshop Elements, Photoshop Lightroom. Um, there's a ridiculous number of authors and also um, skill levels. So there's probably something there to help you. I had mentioned in the comments um, to Mark that there was a couple of wedding photographers that, you know, the, the only um, ad that ever pops up in my feed on Facebook that is not like marketing based. <laughs> and that is, I, I have found the name, it's Justin and Mary or Justin and Marie. I'm not sure on the pronunciation of Mary slash Marie's name, but um, they talk about lighting. Um, so that's another option. I would, honestly, I don't know that I would necessarily um, myself invest the money in their courses, but the webinars are probably a great idea. Um, Mm -hmm. If your job is paying for it again, sure, go for it. Why not? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What else? Those are pretty much my online options. Most of the other stuff that I see, I I will watch a lot of webinars, um, but I don't really pay for online courses just because I don't have the time to do them. So that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And you have to be now, very self-motivated to do them. Oh, big time. And I, don't, I honestly don't have that motivation because... <laughs> <Neither> do I. 
I'll admit I have, I'm very lucky in this respect that um, <clears throat> not only am I a quick learner, but I, I understand the concept of a lot of things. Uh, my brain processes information in a very logical manner. So um, like I had uh, a friend of my dad's explain to me how an internal combustion engine worked mm. at the age of four. And when I was five, I was helping him tune the engine to help change the spark plugs. You know, I knew what the ignition wires did and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, same when it came to photography, when somebody explained to me what the aperture did, it, the concept just blew my mind. I thought it was the coolest thing. And I got to, I got to photography. I started doing things. Um, we, when we were in high school, actually, uh, I took a photography class and I asked, uh, a friend of mine to jump over me f off, off of a picnic table to get this kind of like frozen action shot with a sky in the background. And uh, to this day, he complains that his ribs still hurt because mm. I think he broke two ribs doing oh that. You're a horrible person. <laughs> um, I know, right? <laughs> That's okay. I think I'm more than made up for it. Uh, but, um, you know, like I was always thinking outside the box right? where all my uh, friends were like, oh, okay. I will just put the camera to my face and look at things and, to, and and click the shutter. I was always looking at things from a different perspective and pushing the envelope and trying new things, doing different stuff. And that unfortunately made me very lazy when it comes to uh, trying to learn things. I just, I just kind of go, I'll figure it out. And for the most part, um, that's how I live my life, you know. <laughs> I, I figure things out. Um, That's kind of how I roll too, to be honest with right? you. Right, <laughs> yeah. So I, I personally needed the college environment. I needed somebody to look over me. And yeah, you are the kind of the same kind of person because, uh, I mean, we went from using GarageBand to using Audition yeah. for this podcast. And I was like, yeah, whatever, and we'll just start using it. By the way, it. neither of us knew how to use Audition when, when we started this podcast. <laughs> it's a fact. It was like buttons. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, been and, and now it's been 32 episodes and we now know how to cut out noise and... <laughs> um fix fake fix. it till you make it <laughs> we have no idea what any of the terms mean i mean i know how to match the loudness between our between our audio and i know it's negative 16 luffs i don't know what luffs means <laughs> but <laughs> no, that's, amazing that's where we're aiming for <laughs> and now imagine somebody like listening to this going you mother truckers I know. You, like i've spent all this time learning and we are so you know what it, <laughs> we're so you know what it comes down to <laughs> It comes down to uh, not having the fear of uh, of doing things. Yeah. If you're if you're scared of something or if you feel you're not ready, that's fine. Don't go out there and market yourself as a professional mm -hmm. photographer. But go and try stuff. Like go do things. Yep. Um, you learn you learn from your mistakes. You know, and and guess who will be the judge of that? Guess who will evaluate you? Your client, right? That's that's where a lot of this for personal development um really helps but for for mark for your institution to cover your the costs of professional development you're going to have to be able to prove to them that it's relevant to your career choice yeah. so what might work is actually if you are not familiar with f stoppers so think f stop and then f stoppers their website is really cool it's fstoppers.com and when you go to the fstoppers.com website you can actually click on the link store and in the store link, there is about 15 or more. Uh, there's more than 15. I'm looking at it right now. It's closer to 30, I bet. Um, 
tutorials, videos, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So for example, one of them is uh, Peter Hurley, the art behind the headshot. And it's kind of the same as Creative Live, uh, but it's a video series. So rather than um, a live broadcast being recorded and divided into a bunch of videos, this might actually hold a little bit more weight when it comes to instruction because these are instructional DVDs. Uh, not, not really DVDs. <laughs> um, and there's a wedding photography one. There's a lighting one, again, with Peter Hurley. Um, swimwear photography. Uh, photography 101 with, um, oh my goodness, what's his name? Uh, I forget his name. I see his picture. But I. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Uh, but he's a good guy. Um, and th this course, for example, is... A seven and a half hour tutorial. That means there's seven and a half hours of playtime for $99 US. That is, that's like 17 million Canadian, but <laughs> that, that is a fantastic value. That was, that was a good joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Mike Kelly does an architecture uh, course. Now it's a 13 hour tutorial for $300. You cannot attend a 13 hour course for $300. It doesn't work. It does not exist. Mm -hmm. And you can't take all this information home with you that from from a live course. So these these video series are amazing. Yeah. And Mark, if your uh, institution pays for these as part of your professional development, definitely take advantage of it. Because, but but do yourself a favor and park yourself in front of your laptop or uh, media player in your living room, whatever, and actually watch this and take notes. Because if you don't take notes, if you just watch it and hope you'll remember it later you won't actually use it. Yeah. it it might come up and you might recognize that you're doing it two three years down the road yeah. but take the notes and go from there um the there's another one with dylan patrick that's called the cinematic headshot and it might actually be very good for your video work uh, i think that uh one of the best um headshot video series if you will you can see on product launches from apple these guys are masters at uh, framing the the headshot the when the speaker is uh, uh, speaking to the camera. I gotta. St I'm sorry. I'm laughing. <laughs> uh, the noise reduction's on right now, so you will not hear it. But Tank is on the couch, passed out and snoring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really lucky in okay, this respect so because, <laughs> like, all of my animals snore. And I have mm -hmm. noticed that when I go into my room and I close the door, there's I hear this snoring noise. And for the longest time, I thought it was Lego. And I was like, where is he? Like, is he in my room? Like, why can I hear him snoring? He's not in there. And I just realized the other day that it's Lola downstairs wow. snoring. <laughs> and I can hear her awesome. in my bedroom with the door closed. That's hilarious. Um, lastly, I just want to add... Um, f-stoppers has uh intro to lightroom um and it's it's marketed as a crash course but again it it wouldn't really hurt if you actually spent 130 dollars on this either uh because there's going to be nuggets of information that you pull out from it that will relate to what you're doing i'm assuming you're using lightroom maybe not it doesn't really matter so that's that's my take uh i wanted you to know why I particularly don't care for <laughs> the live series on Creative Live. I will watch it because it's interesting, mm -hmm. uh, but 
I'm not really running out and spending all my money on it. Yeah. Um, unless, you know, if you're listening and you're from Creative Live, please connect with us and let tell us why we should uh, uh, maybe, you know, endorse you because it, I am very open-minded and if there's something that I don't know, uh, I, I really do want oh, yeah. more, more of that information. We are so. down for learning more. Now, I just, yeah. I just wanted to run over sort of the things that we discussed and sort of rank them, if this makes sense. So if you're up for a large investment, do a college program. Um, it requires the most accountability, so you're probably going to retain the most amount of information. Um, and it gives you the dedicated time to practice. I think if you're interested in sort of a moderate um, investment, then the conferences with um, PPA, PPOC, PPO, WPPI, PPPPPP, <laughs> um, those would be great. Um, what else? Just lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, I guess maybe a little less of a moderate investment. You can try the online courses. So Creative Live, F-Stoppers, um, and lynda.com. The good thing about all of those is usually you can do sort of a free trial. So lynda.com, for example, has a 10-day free trial. So maybe you mm -hmm. hop on there and you check out a whole bunch of courses and see if you like them. And if you do, then subscribe and yeah. there's going they're going to teach you a whole bunch of stuff about anything you want to know pretty much <laughs> i've actually heard that lynda.com is really really good <laughs> yeah she's a good lady <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> um and then uh, you can purchase um courses that are offered by um professionals so like justin and marie i'm just i'm just guessing it's justin and marie now <laughs> um you can purchase a course from them um, but there are some free options as well. Mm -hmm. And basically for me, that's look at a whole bunch of photos and then try to recreate it. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And then you could also join a local camera club. Sometimes there's an investment involved in that and maybe your university will pay for that. Um, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. But a camera club would be good. It gives you the networking. It's a bunch of people who are learning like you. There are going to be some professionals in there and you can pick their brains. Um, but it's a good dedicated time to sit down and talk about photography or video or whatever. Okay, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> I'm out of ideas too. I, I think it's because we've given all of the ideas that we could possibly give yes. you. Um, the, only, the only thing I didn't mention is uh, there are professional mentors uh, that will... Oh, right. Uh, either come to you or you can go to them mm -hmm. um, and uh, you can basically either spend a day with them or a weekend or sometimes even a week. Mm -hmm. um, you pay X amount of money to work with them, funny enough, and it's part of kind of like part of learning, right? Part, mm -hmm. It's a learning environment. Uh, you're actually working on real jobs with them, on dealing with real clients. You're kind of immersed into that. Um, I can't recommend anybody because I don't know anybody your way or that's very good near you mm -hmm. um i do know a couple of local people uh i mean we do we do this mentorship kind of thing too but we do it more one-on-one -on -one, uh one-on-one -on -one with your equipment more or less kind of lighting and in that respect we don't travel too much <laughs> uh, but that may actually qualify as professional development because it's 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 a little bit more of a mentorship thing but um 
that's the only thing I kind of left out because I don't know how you would argue this as professional development because it's typically with with like a, you know either a wedding photographer or a commercial photographer or um, you know something something to that or yeah. to that respect. So well, by the way, we for- um, we forgot something. Oh yeah. Um, and it's totally free, and it has a whole bunch of professionals in it. Um, and that would be our group on Facebook. Yeah, it, it would be the the Double Exposure Show group. Yeah, which uh, which believe it or not, will is a great resource. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's going to be even greater as time goes by because uh, the more you interact, the more people will connect with exactly. you. Exactly, and you know, the more everyone posts, be... the more everyone is going to post. So, ask your questions. We are going to answer them. And by the way, Petro and I know a lot of the other professional photographers in there. So if there's a question that we can't necessarily answer, we're going to tag the appropriate person in it. Yeah. So if there is a commercial, if there's a commercial question on there, I might, I might, because I pay close attention because I am on Facebook all the time. Um, I might tag Petro or I might tag like Steve Domjancic on there. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Great person. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, if, you know, if you have a question about photographing babies, don't tag me. I've never even photographed will, one in my we'll life. We'll tag Melissa on that one. <laughs> Melissa, yeah. Or, you know, believe it or not, Brandon David's kind of, he's photographed his own kids and dozens of other kids. Yeah. Uh, he's actually, I, I refer all the people, anytime people uh, connect, connect try to connect with me to photograph their kids. I'm like, uh, go to Brandon. Yeah, working with <laughs> working with kids is fine with me. It's the newborns that freaks me out a little bit, like the swaddling mm-hmm. and then the warping them into weird positions and when yeah, their parents are standing goes. there. <laughs> Get them involved. Yeah. Get the parents involved. Make them so. do it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but uh, on that note, uh, you know, what she said, join the double exposure show group on facebook uh we'd love for you to be part of our community and part of our conversation the show notes for this episode are on the double exposure dot show group uh, website jesus <laughs> group <laughs> so go to double exposure dot show slash episode slash 32 and uh just wanted to say a huge thank you and a, high, a virtual high five to uh, benjamin edward for uh the beautiful artwork i literally just said artwork i know <laughs> and i meant to say artwork I can't. I will get this. I swear. And uh, hey, our music came from Ben Sound, and uh, that's where a lot of people go to get their music too. <laughs> so thank you, Ben Sound. Um, if I forgot to thank you, uh, send me a note, and I will do it on the next episode. Uh, <laughs> if you really liked what you heard today, and you wanted to tell your friends, uh, share this episode, share the next episode, uh, share the previous episodes on. Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Just tell your friends. Uh, We'd love to hear from them. And another way you can uh, let people know that uh, you enjoy this is if you go to iTunes and you give us a five-star rating. Yeah, thanks for for sharing and leaving a rating because you're doing us a big favor. Absolutely. You're doing us a big favor. You're doing yourself a big favor uh, because by helping us grow, we're going to be able to bring you uh, better content, more content, and more relevant content Mm -hmm. too. So... um, Thanks again, and uh, until next time. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.